Hi, I'm John. Hi, I'm Livia. Hi, I'm Linda. And this week, we've watched Up the Long Ladder, and now we're going to argue about whether it's going to make us quit Star Trek. I do have a leading question. Um, was this written by a man who hates his wife and possibly also the Irish? <laughs> <laughs> I just I need to know. I need to um, know. You know, I put the trivia together. I did. That was not a question I asked. No. Do you know what? Linda Snodgrass wrote this episode, um, and they had the audacity. They had the absolute something to. You can swear on this podcast. It's fine. (laughs) They immortalized her as a captain of one of the ships on Picard's chunky laptop. There's no escape to it. It's just, what is more depressing about this episode? Is it like, it's not like, oh, this was, this is, it's not like, ah, the episode with the bad Irish people. It's one of like six yeah. in Star Trek where they're like, shall we be horrible to the Irish today? Yeah. Yeah, I think we should be horrible to the Irish today. It's, yeah. just... it's so <laughs> awful. It's so awful, but it actually, oh, I'm sorry if I'm skipping ahead, but like, Picard, they give Picard the immortal line of <laughs> sometimes number one. You just have to laugh at the absurd. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, and it's, it's it, like that's how they get away with it. Let's just laugh at the absurd. It's kind of like an episode that doesn't take itself seriously, but also that's not enough to save it. No. I do remember watching mm. this very early on when I was watching star trek and it was an episode that i think i enjoyed the first time round, and then there's sort of like a residual feeling of enjoyment (laughs) every time i watch it despite how horrible it is yeah it was a lot of people have just they're like what episode is that oh yeah the one with the hot irish lady (laughs) yes and they don't remember the badness they just were like oh yeah she was hot i used to think she was hot when i was a kid she wore a woolen crop top, which is apparently a thing that exists. <laughs> that was very fire. People would be wearing that today. I'd wear that today. <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, every time I sort of, it's a casual, it's the usual segue, but like, I wouldn't want to start with this. Did you start with this? I hope you didn't start with this. People sometimes bring us the episodes they watched first, and that's a terrifying oh, concept. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, well, when I started, like, I, I, it was well into, now this is a season two episode, it was well into probably season four or five when I started watching, so this had already happened. By the time I got around to seeing it, it was more, it was just catch up, and I was like, oh, can't believe that existed. Well, it's too late, I'm into Star Trek, oh well. <laughs> Whoops, I'm stuck here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so going into season four TNG, it's kind of the safest place to come in and hit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. The, the plots work, the characters work. Yeah. She probably yeah. can't hurt us anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Was it like a quitting moment then when you were watching TNG then in the first run? Or did it take you a lot more of enjoying Starship before you hit one that made you go, what the fuck was that? <laughs> um. You know, I was so into it 
and I was I was a really loyal viewer. I was probably like my sister, my older sister. I tell this origin story in every podcast. My older <laughs> sister um, got got us into it. Me and my younger brother, my younger brother, um, and she was a lot older, so we were like, we can. Oh my God, we're allowed to watch this. Okay, let's watch this. Um, so she got us into TNG, and then that was it. I was hooked on TNG. DS9 came along, Voyager came along, Enterprise came along, and I would just say, uh, yes, yes, give me more of this. So I was, I was just way too into it to even think about quitting. And you know, every time a dodgy episode did come up, it was like, yes, this is a bit of a weird one. But you know, we it wasn't, you know, we we forgave it. We for, totally forgave it. Yeah, it's like. I mean, it's the kind of thing where like, we always go like, oh, did you quit? But everyone's like, yeah, no, I know this one episode where I was like, that's fucking dodgy. But then I came back next week, so it was yeah, fine. Yeah. No one actually, as you know, Duncan, there was, we had Duncan Barrett on and he was like, yeah, I watched an episode of Enterprise and I just, he watched Shuttlepod 1 and then literally didn't watch Star Trek for a decade afterwards. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, I would never do that. My poor Star Trek child. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, How did I think about it? To be fair, I... I think I only quit like when I started watching DS9 and it was just a cat's fault. I don't think I ever I uttered the words quit until after TNG, after TOS. I you quit the because cat of was the that bad. <laughs> he he was such a food villain. Those words. <laughs> Did you watch Up the Log Ladder and not quit then? The first time you watched um, it? Presumably, I don't. I didn't have much memory of it, but I did remember that. Um, why is there a farm on the ship? <laughs> yeah, because you know a... why there was. Do you know why? Because they beamed everything. They beamed the straw, and the, the crates, and the everything. <laughs> it seems possible? excessive. They didn't it's... need to have straw at least. It's like it doesn't like. The episode starts and it feels like it's going in another direction. It's not a more interesting direction. Yeah. But it's another direction. Because yeah. it's like, it's really slow. I'll be honest, the start of this episode is dreadfully slow. It's like, Wolf has a cold. We have to listen to like EDM Morse code dance music. <laughs> There's a sort of insipid reference to the European Union. Oh God, then, what was that? The European hegemony, which... um Yeah. Sure, Gene. We'll take it. <laughs> but the yeah, the opening shot of Worf and he's like, hur, hur. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with Worf? <laughs> he's just grumbling. Why at the is back. no one like attentive enough to hear that? Also, is my question. He's like fully growling in the middle of on the, middle of the bridge. No one does. Cares. He just no do that cares. regularly. Yeah, probably. Does he just sort of grunt around the bridge on a regular basis at this point? Yeah, he's he's audibly harumphing. <laughs> But not, and then he collapses. Yeah. And oh, he collapses. Yeah. And I actually, okay, this is bad, but when I had finished TNG, by the time I'd finished TNG, I had forgotten that Pulaski existed uh, completely. Yes. Oh, you would, yeah. And yeah. I only remembered, like, because people started tweeting about her, and I was like, who the hell was that? <laughs> I'm so sorry to her. <laughs> I mean, this Pulaski is a character that, I wouldn't say I hate her, but I definitely, it's definitely a character that, existed for the singular purpose of Gates McFadden not being around. Yes. And I think we all have seared in our memory when she got Data's name wrong and she's yeah. like, what, what's the difference? And I think that's in our memory. How dare you? How dare you get his name wrong and then say it doesn't matter? You yeah. know, so 
But she did redeem herself. And this episode, she was brilliant in. And something that when we mentioned, mentioned this, we always call this the Irish episode or whatever. And when we mentioned this episode, no, nobody remembers the tea ceremony. And yeah, uh, the tea ceremony, which I thought was going to be delightful until Worf reveals that it's poison. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, we just drink, it, we just drink poison because tea to remind shit. ourselves that we suffer. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, the very important fact that everyone misses is that Pulaski and Worf totally had sex. They totally did. It was like, oh, what? Worf, what? Yeah, no, she's like, Worf. Quote me some of that Klingon poetry. Cut. You know, missing scene. We didn't no. see they had sex. We are not even. My life is ruined. <laughs> we haven't even finished the first act. We're literally. <laughs> now, if that's not enough to make you first, I know. I, know, I ship just... them. The imagery alone is just so horrifying. And I just. No, good for her, I say. <laughs> good for her. I just. I don't know if it's made Don't the episode worse window in despair. I just... <laughs> and she's, I'm sorry to put this image in your head, but she's a doctor. She knows all about Klingon biology. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh my gosh, remember their anatomy. I just remembered their anatomy and I'm the losing my mind. Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Please, no. You're Jean, welcome. you did this. I blame you. This is, yeah. is this Jean's vision. <laughs> we cut between... <laughs> whatever the fuck that is, and Picard and Data being like, shall we go find some Anprims? It's like, <laughs> oh, so these people went to space with satellites and computers and spinning wheels and some cows because they kind of felt like doing it. Yeah. And then, some, yeah. Aquan ends with, you know, it's always great to see Colomini on screen. Yeah. <laughs> but the pain on his face felt very oh. real. That was, I am so glad they, they had him make that face. He was like, what is the Jesus? What the second? Like, what? <laughs> he he knew. Broken. He just knew. He knew by looking. He was like, this is a bad episode for me. But it's <laughs> like, they beam in and then it starts playing. The fiddle oh, music the, starts oh, playing. God. Oh, God. And then in tweed. Oh, <laughs> Guy yeah. just stumbles over to him with a hip flask and it's oh my and yeah and he's like would you would you have a drop of the old and then Picard walks in and they're like because <laughs> it's like you know the oh. guy comes at like act two Picard walks out to the terminal there's a chicken and him and Wolf are like there's a chicken what the hell and they go talk it's the guy who plays Daniel O'Dell actually Irish. I think so. Now I'm not as old as I would remember him being on on telly or anything, but I do think, yeah, no, he sounds he totally sounds Irish. Uh, what's his he's name Irish. there? I Barry Ingham. Never, Barry Ingham, yes. Yeah. If he's Irish, he was never allowed back to the homeland. Oh, he's oh, not Irish. He's from, <laughs> he's from Halifax in Yorkshire. Well, he's probably, you know, a little bit Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, he's he's all right. Like he's all right. He was. Uh, his character is ridiculous but he the actor I wouldn't blame the actor now for anything and in those days it's hard to get Irish people in Hollywood you know yeah. so yeah fair but enough. it's just such a like the costuming and the yeah the sideburns the side... God. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 
sometimes on this podcast it's like the script is terrible, but it's just like the mental image. Everything. It's just everything. It was like those sort of cheap like costumes you get from like party city or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You type in leprechaun and that comes up. <laughs> fucking bowl. It's <laughs> but within the first five minutes of the episode, we have alcohol and matchmaking. Yeah. He's like, you would you like to oh, I'm not yeah. gonna do the accent. <laughs> yeah, you look like you have a few coins to rub together. Would you would you be looking for a wife? Oh and he's oh like, No. Fuck off. <laughs> that, like, he immediately asked Picard, like, Are you married? Yeah. I have a daughter. He's and then so Picard's old, just bro. reaction is just felicitations, which is oh god. Yeah, felicitations. <laughs> Please leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, would you be at all interested? No. Are you sure? No. no. <laughs> and then, like, there's a bit where there's a fire, and I love that there's this fire in this place, and the media actually we're just gonna lock me up. We're just gonna lock them all in with a fire and see what happens. <laughs> but I don't know why they locked the door. Did they lock the door? Yeah, because there's a security guard standing outside the door. But Khan says, like, unseal the doors. Oh, oh, they locked them in. No, oh, I missed that. Trample them or something. Yeah, the cow could activate the, the doors to open and then doo, 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 off he goes. Yeah. There's a cow walking there. That would have been funnier actually than a chicken. It's just like you're in 10 4 and a cow just walks into 10 4. That would have been. <laughs> that would have made this better. If the episode had just been them trying to chase all the livestock around the Enterprise. I was just, as soon as we see this woman, I'm just like, here we go. Oh, at this yeah. point, I'm, I'm not sure where the episode's is going, but at least now that I've seen a pretty woman, I'm like, okay, Star Trek's going to be Star Trek, and it's going <laughs> to be good. I see a pretty woman, and Riker's here, so we know where that, we're going. We've got that. Yeah, <laughs> that must be the and most prolonged. Oh yeah, that must be the most prolonged Riker boner face in the whole series. It's like a good three minutes. He's yeah, and he goes through the whole all stages of. Of, uh, and in those costumes I actually thought well. he was pretty smooth. But then she's scooping up all her straw and he's just staring down her top for ages. And she's like, what, what do you want? Did you pick the straw up or? <laughs> yeah. She's like scooping up and then she eventually stands up and falls in love. <laughs> but you can't resist this Riker. Yeah, it's so just... just unresistible. <laughs> it's irresistible. Then we get the other colony. As you know, first Riker shags them. Because his room is a mess. I don't know. His oh, room... oh, yes. Stop there. Stop right there. And then he attempts the Irish accent. She, he's like, oh, I can see why your father wants to marry you off. So he can have a pipe and a mug of beer in peace. Yeah, that was that was it for me. I was done. <laughs> I was done. <laughs> it's... Oh, don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. <laughs> it's, it's also like one of these frustrating scenes because just like the wolf plot, we have this plot where, like, they're shagging. And it just doesn't go anywhere. Like, we've had this episode yeah. of three B-plots. Yeah. It's got, like, the wolf thing, the Riker thing, and then it has the clones. Yeah. The cl- oh, the clones. The dickheads. <laughs> well, then Wolf also gives some booze. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Wolf gives the name. It's just... <sighs> He's fueling the fire. Like, here, get really drunk. With real alcohol. <laughs> Have some Klingon whiskey. Have Klingon whiskey. I'm sure that definitely won't do anything to your liver. 
Oh, yeah, but these, yeah, these clones. He's, yeah, first he's a real creep, but he turns out to be an actual asshole. Because, yeah, they turn up to this other planet with a guy who looks like a Tory. <laughs> and they beam down and they all look like young Tories. <laughs> and they all look identical, so they even look more like young Tories. <laughs> and they go to his office and Don Plastic's like, you're clones. And then we have the iconic, they all just sort of go clones at each other. It's like, clones? <sighs> Clones, and he's just like, no. <laughs> it's like, who wrote that? Who thought that was good? Oh, it was like, that's yeah, what you do yeah. in like TOS. Yeah. It's like a dramatic music for like, ba -ba -ba -ba. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Clones is such a big deal. You know, I mean, it, season it was... two TNG, that's the vibe they're going for. Let's let's yeah. go back to TOS. But oh, yeah, the they music. told you. Yeah. They're yeah. being called not real Trek at this point in time. Yeah, they, yeah, they have to call back. Yeah, but but they it was it was it was so shocking that there be twins and triplets. Like so, something funny is definitely going on here. There can't be twins and triplets working at the same place. Mm. It has <laughs> to be done. Unless there's a hell of a lot of nepotism going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have two sisters that can do the same job. Mm. <laughs> So it turns out that of this colony ship, only five people survived. And instead of being like, maybe we should get off this rock, they went, what if we cloned ourselves several times? Yeah. Yeah, before yeah. trying to find a way back, do they really hate home that much? Yeah. Yeah. You well, know? oh, yeah, that they're like, the Federation, we assume the Federation just abandoned us, or we, we assume, we assume that, that happened to Earth. But it's just basically that nobody noticed you'd left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We weren't missing five assholes. Because <laughs> you know? I mean, it's such a bizarre set of like, it's like, yeah, we cloned ourselves so much that we kind of lost our sex drives. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't understand this at all. It was, the conversation was so casual. It's like, we cloned ourselves. And then it was immediately, so you guys don't have sex. And I was trying to understand what the correlation was because you can still <laughs> have sex. Well, I guess it's, I don't Why know, did it but... make them asexual? I don't know, but I guess. And why was it like give a, a given? Because that's how it's suggested. Mm. Because the eighties, I don't know. <laughs> Late eighties. Just... Yeah. And then it turns out the big problem is that because they've been cloning instead of shagging, the DNA is falling apart. Which um, surely the scientists must have known that was going to happen. Yeah. Okay, but ha hold on now, because they launched with the Irish people. Why didn't they? If there were only five of them, why didn't they go, all right, let's go, let's try and find the Irish people. Let's, yeah. Let's give them a call and say, come back. Can we, we come? Miss you. We miss you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. But instead we get this where they're like, you know, um, so can we have some of your DNA, please? Yeah. But it's like, it's yeah. sort of like the double standard immediately. You can't just ask people for their DNA, but also... There are a thousand people on the Enterprise D. Surely, like, at least ten of them yeah. would kind of be like, okay. All right. <laughs> like, like yeah. they got desperate. I mean, I know they've been desperate for a while, but they they waited, like, five seconds before kidnapping people. They're like, yeah. oh, these two said no, so it's over for us. So we'll take the two directly we know yeah. said no. Yeah. But there was, I, I think there was nice foreshadowing there. Riker saying, one of me is enough. You know, I don't want 50 of me walking around and he actually does get a clone 
transporter clone. But he's already so, had a clone of him made at this that. point. There is another yeah. Riker walking around yeah. at this point yeah. in the timeline. I yeah, was I wondering had that happened yet. I didn't know the timeline. Like the incident, the episode has it, but the incident has. Yeah, so it happened before he got to the Enterprise. Yeah. So yeah, so he doesn't know he has a clone, or well, you know, an accidental duplicate. Yeah, it's. I um, like that. It's fun, but these guys yeah. like. It's just so ridiculous to be like, you know, maybe we could ask some questions, ask, you know, put a survey out into the Federation to see if we yeah. can get somebody volunteers. But no, we're just going to kidnap these two people because they're right in front of us. Yeah. And they're, they're, why didn't they just sneak a hair sample like they do in all other cloning catastrophe movies? <laughs> you know, just you know, steal their toothbrush or something. No, they have to kidnap them and wipe their memory. <laughs> stabby, stabby. It's... And then we get like the worst piece of plot device ever, which is that Geordi can apparently now tell when people are lying. Yeah. But only for this episode, don't worry, just this one. Yeah. Only for this one, yeah. Deanna Troy's out of a job now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... I mean, if it has that capability, why doesn't everyone get those glasses just when oh. we're meeting people or, you know, just. Yes, they should all just wear those when they're talking to aliens on they the view screen. I do actually, I can't, it might actually be in a measure of a man where Data was like, if Geordie's eyes are better than everybody else's, why doesn't everybody get Geordie's eyes? And because, yeah. Picard says no. He's like, I like my eyes. I like my eyes. I get to look at people fiercely with them. And then we get, Riker just, they find out that their bodies, they've been cloned. So Riker's like, right, let me get my phaser and do some murder. I'm not even going to test that this is a clone. I know he looks like a bald me. That looks like a bald you. Well, I'm not even going to check. It better look like ask them, though. I well, wasn't sure. I don't know. Yeah, I think I don't know. Yeah. I think if it they made if they made that episode today, they'd look more like them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I I thought they shot the wrong people. Honestly, I thought it was going to be like an interesting device <laughs> that was going to happen because it barely looked like either of them to me. I was like, oh, it's a man and a woman. That's what I mean. They they weren't sure, you know? They just like, yeah, phaser. <laughs> it was an abrupt murder for TNG. I thought we were going to deliberate on it for, you know, 60 minutes. Oh, yeah, they totally should have been one of those episodes. Oh, crap. Yeah. I but I know. guess it kind of feels like that's... It was very much like, ooh, they wrote, like, the first two B-plots, and they get to this one. It's like, ooh, this is a good one. But also yeah. now they've only got two acts to do it in, so they're like, uh, <laughs> yeah. all right, fine, just shoot them. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. just such a like out of character thing, and it just feels yeah. rushed but also slow at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and then he just looks at uh, Pulaski for approval. She was like, mm -hmm. "They don't, they don't even have words, exchange words." You know, do you want me to murder your your clone? It's just a nod, like, do it. <laughs> do the and it's... I guess it's their problem with consent as well, but you know, yeah. Oh, it was, yeah, it was It was actually, I was uh, on the Memory Alpha page, I think. Um, Melinda Snodgrass was talking about how she got a lot of flack for the pro-choice um, message. She got a lot of, a lot of flack for that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that, that's what people, that's what people complained about? In she zeroed in on that within this episode? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure she's trying to divert attention <laughs> to something else. The other thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I guess it is a very deliberate pro-choice message for them to be like, no, it's up to yeah. me to make this choice and you can't yeah. do this for me. They're a very 
diet and a very Star Trek typically hand-fisted allegory for abortion that is also somehow insulting. Yeah. Yeah. And it should have been a whole episode if, if they were going to do that. It was just literally like one little 10 second. So dialogue. this one was... This one was too ham-fisted. I didn't, I didn't see and sense any depth in this episode. If I'm being honest, it's just I really oh, yeah, didn't yeah. get I mean, anything. That's kind of a problem with season two of TNG. Apart from you know, um, Measure of a Man, it's a, it just is because season one is very TOS and it suffers from that. So they're sort of trying to find a new ground in season two. It means a lot of the episodes just lack any grounding they're not anchored in anything like that like outrageous and Kana, for example which is an episode that is a comfort episode for me despite being utterly pointless <laughs> it's just not ground there's nothing it's just kind of like a wacky hijink episode yeah but it still kind of drifts through itself mm. yeah which this does as well like, as though the plot isn't really being pushed forward, it sort of, like, ebbs towards a, a conclusion. Yeah, it's yeah. weird, it's weird. It's like little little stories not wrapping up, and then at the very end, it's like, oh, I know, well, let's all just get all our stories wrapped up in, in this let's one. Just, yeah, shove them into this machine and see what they do. <laughs> I, I Honestly, the, the most interesting part of this was the ending, just because it was... I mean, Star Trek has a very strange relationship with polyamory, but that's <laughs> it's just it's yeah, recurring. Yeah. But also, I'm not sure what they want. What was the message? Is Gene trying to get us into it? Was he trying to? Promote oh yeah, the always, always. Gene was have... always trying to get us into everything. God, at what cost? Because <laughs> we have when they do the murder. No, I just, I just thought of Gene as that. Um, to be like you stole my you stole the clothes I stole from you <laughs> like really indignant about it and it's like mate you got caught red-handed <laughs> I don't know why you just, just... was it that much of a loss when you got caught within like five minutes I mean <laughs> just totally do it again like the next next ship that passes by but oh. and then we have this scene where like Pulaski and Picard are kind of like you know what they need a good yeah. hard fuck. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> this is what they like. That's part of it, honestly. This so is we have like, like interesting. We have this like cut in media rights to where they basically obviously sat Prime Minister's Prime Minister down and go like, so the only solution to your crisis is we need you to have a lot of sex. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously just gone. Takes what the wives. fuck? Yeah. And oh. then he's just really racist. <laughs> to the, See, to the this end. is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen and heard in all of my Star Trek days, this scene. And it's, and it's, it's jovial, you know, it's not, there's no shock in it. It's just like, they are so repulsive. It would take us so long just to educate them. And, and he's like, wow, oh, wait a second, Meryl. It, it, it's horrible. It's just, you might as well be playing the fiddle in the background. You it's know? sort of, Gosh, what's using beggars moments? Like you're going to go extinct. Like just in take fifty take years. The, take the help. Even if it wasn't fifty years, which I don't think they know at this point, you're yeah. still about to be extinct. They should have brought in the hot daughter. Why didn't they just bring her in? Immediate self. But that whole sequence, it felt like one of those like really it felt like something kind of like um 
I'm trying to think of which specific not horrible 1970s comedy it was because I'm sure there was one that was British one that was horrible to the Irish. I can, I've got Love Thy Neighbor on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember the other ones. But it's funny, something from like a 1970s BBC show which was just an excuse to be horrible to foreigners. Yeah, I do wonder whether Colin Meany just went, I'm not being in more of this. Yeah, I don't, I, I he maybe don't... they were embarrassed to perform that in front of him. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't call it. They only called him for that one day and didn't call him back in. Yeah, exactly. We can't, we, we can't have him on set again. He'll hurt no, us. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, he, he rarely does interviews, but I, I, he, I don't think he likes talking about Star Trek in general when he's doing a, an interview, especially, well, especially on Irish TV. He just kind of breezes past it. Yeah, but... Um, I, I would be curious about his thoughts on that. But I don't. I don't ever want to ask him. I don't I ever like want. He hurt to... you. <laughs> I, I get the feeling that like Colin Meany very much compartmentalizes his Star Trek experience. So like, <laughs> yeah. if he goes somewhere and he wants to talk about Star Trek, he'll talk about Star Trek. But if he's gone to if he's promoting something else, he just is like, I'm not here to talk about this. Stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. You know? I, I I I think that the one of the years I missed DST. He replaced Frakes and wasn't it DST that he replaced? Uh, but Frakes couldn't make it. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and Colomini stepped in. Um, ah, my chance is gone. I'll never meet Colomini now. And he is my icon. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I just, I love him. It's kind of insane you realize how much Star Trek he's just been in. <laughs> yeah. I think he actually might have been in the most episodes of Star Trek period. Yeah. Which is- yeah. Great. It's him or um, Worf, actually, I think. Michael Dorn. He's such a great actor. He probably, you know how all the other cast are all over social media. They're always talking to their fans and they're all yeah. like talking in character. But I think, <laughs> but I think he it was, he was so good as O'Brien and he did it for so many years that he was obviously into the character and, and liked playing him. Was that's it. He's moved on to his next job. You know, he's sort of Harrison Ford attitude of a job is a job is a job. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I respect that. You know, you don't have to stay in the persona of a character you played twenty years ago just to appease your fans. Just move. Yeah, he probably doesn't even think of fans. He's like, I hope people enjoyed this film, or you know, I hope this talks to somebody. But like, he, he, yeah, he's moving on through art and he's not worrying about that nonsense I, I respect that <laughs> yeah it's a lot better than the people who it's been like 25 years and they're still milking it <laughs> I'm looking at you Manu into whatever your fucking yeah whatever well. the hell that name is or even Wait, less do we have his do we have any official comment from Colm on his golden statue in Lower Decks oh it was mentioned in a recent Ooh. interview I sort of chuckled, I think. Oh, really? It was an interview for something, he was promoting it and someone was like, you know, you were in a recent episode. He basically sort of chuckled and went, yeah, I'm kind of amazed I still have that kind of impact. Aww. Really? Because there, there was a petition not about two years, in the last two years, there was a petition to get a, a statue of him in Dublin. That'd be Oh, great. wow. And it, kind of filtered out, yeah. But, I do remember because they were like, he was, I can't remember what film photo, but there were like four interviews in a row for it. And the first one, he's like really like huffy about talking about Star Trek. But then by the last one, he's like really like, yeah, I want to talk about this. You know, maybe if they, if they want to be back, I'd come back. Oh. This is like quite obviously that as like people kept bringing it up, he got more and more like keen on it. 
Oh, really? Okay. I don't know. I need to find it. Oh, like, back. He definitely had like Stop different answers. Syndrome. He had definitely a different answer to the question, would you come back in each interview? Okay. Yeah. yeah it's, I don't, it's the kind of thing where it's like, it would be great to see more of Brian, but I also kind of think his story finished quite well. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, he has a complete arc. Yeah. So and also bring you back, unless it's like a 20, an episode cameo where he just sort of turns up and is grumpy and then goes. Yeah. Or it's like an eight episode, you know, once off season of yeah. PS9. If he comes back, we need to just hear that he's had a perfect perfect life no single thing has gone wrong for him never has he even stubbed his toe yeah. actually that would have, that would be more terrifying for o'brien if he'd like have a year yeah. and nothing goes wrong at all he's just like oh, he, needs, he needs to be in utopia now it's what yeah. he deserves yeah with his lovely wife and children just living the life <laughs> I mean, it's um just now we come to the best part the polyamory yeah where like Pulaski's like, well, your choice is either die horribly and let us colonize your planet or have three wives. Mm. <laughs> She's so excited to say like, if you don't want to do this, um, that's in 50 years, we have a free planet, free real estate for us. So win-win from where I'm sitting. <laughs> Love that. And it's just like, the other guy's face when he's like, three wives, I get to have three wives. <laughs> Yeah, but that's not that's not what they said. He took that up wrong. They said each woman has to have three kids with three different men. They didn't say anything about the men having three wives. And they don't technically have to choose him ever. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm imagining that scenario where he's like, okay, this is a mistake. He's sort of alone in a corner with his beard. Oh. Staring into the abyss. Oh, he's putting on the good aftershave every week and going out to the pub and no, not no action. Not a single clone. Well, he deserves more than the other guy, so that's all I Yeah. Because then we have like, so they agree. And the other guys sort of walk up and sort of try and touch a pregnant woman. Oh god! Oh, yeah, before oh. we even get to that, the conversation is quite uncomfortable in that it just assumes that the women will be willing, and there's not much yeah. choice about consent or whether they all want to give birth. Perhaps yeah. they do because they exist in some sort of strange middle-aged mindset, apparently. But I don't know. It is. It is. There's some That's true. There. And Brenna comes up and goes, oh, "Isn't that typical?" You men making the decisions that you're not even asked, you know, don't even ask women. making a good point. Yeah. But they present her as this like belligerent woman who just hates all men, some sort of. Yeah, but she's so know. right. She is so right. And she's like, what are you doing down here when you should be flying the ship? Yeah, she's right. You're down here staring down her top, which you <laughs> go back to the brick <laughs> 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 Oh, and yeah, and Worf going, have you considered a career in security? <laughs> You should totally, totally do that. <laughs> it, it, it is another one of those TNG episodes where it's like, weirdly, I feel the script would have be been better if he'd done in 1966. Mm. Like, I just feel like if it was 1966, then it'd be more like, their head would have been like, let's be careful. <laughs> Whereas, like, yeah. in 1987, they were like, we're going to do what we want. We fixed racism. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, yeah. In, like, 66, 67, it's like... Maybe we should be careful about we should think about this, but no, they just Yeah. I don't know why that is. Because it's in the eighties. We 
never we've never been treated properly in Hollywood. Like we, we've always been a joke. <laughs> Even still, the fucking yeah. wild mountain, whatever it is. The I saw it's just what was that? What was I just what's that? I can't remember the name of it. It was this film, like romance film mm. set in the modern day in rural Ireland, except it looks like yeah. Ireland, it like it's 1923. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Wild Mountain Time. And it's, yeah. The, the Irish actor in it has to put on a fake Irish accent. Who is it? To be, to be understood in America. Is... I don't know what his name is. I don't follow these things. Wow. It was like. <laughs> I already know. Is it? Is it who I think it is? It's Jamie Dornan. Yeah. <laughs> oh I, no! I, yeah. What is it? It's this? like these people like galloping around rural Ireland in tweed caps and linen shirts. It's like I'm yeah. expecting. I'm expecting you know Michael Cole to pop out of a tre- pop out of a ditch and open fire on the black and tan in the background or something. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> why are you? So, why is the aesthetic? Why is all the image of Ireland just from like 1920? Yes. Emily Blunt is a ginger. It's yeah, and she wears a big golden globe. She wears a big shawl, like a she's shawl, about to, a fucking shawl. Like, yeah. she, like it's a fucking famine or something. It's... Yes. Oh, and then some guy comes from America. I go to America, and then your man gets jealous. And this has been done a million times. Oh, gosh, you what know have they done? This really looks like a period piece. I mean, what but it's not. It's all. What is that? Olivia, no. just because this is an audio format, Olivia has just held a picture up. <laughs> Of Emily Blunt wearing a long black cloak on a horse, and it looks like a picture from um, War Horse. That's what I thought of. Twenty twenty. Yeah. But do you know what the horrible thing is? The horrible truth is America loves that. They are going to lock that up. They love it. I think this is just Americans. This is how Americans have to perceive other cultures. We have to ease them in with incorrect stereotypes, just so they can learn. It's it's audiovisual Epcot. You know, I had to be told what Epcot was, but it's only a visual Epcot. They get to learn about the rest of the world without having to go there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that just that like a really cursed ride? Wait, is Epcot the one of the... No, that's not Epcot. Epcot's the one with the nuclear reactor. What? Epcot is the one where Walt Disney tried to set up his own nation state and then the state of Florida said, no, you're not allowed to do that. So instead he um, converted it into a... Racist theme park. That strange sort of theme park with a monorail, like an international village where you could like yeah. visit like international places. But it was meant to have a nuclear reactor. Oh, Walt dear. Disney right. believed in neo feudalism as well as being an anti semite because we're not allowed nice things. What a great Florida is such a strange place, you know. <laughs> yeah. This it's episode, like... huh? Yeah. So trivia, yep. what have I got for the trivia? <sighs> Oh, so no. yeah, Melinda Snodgrass wrote this, and she said of her concept, it was intended to be a commentary about immigration, because I hate the current American policy. I wanted it to be something that says sometimes those outsiders you think are smelly and wrong coloured can bring Jesus enormous Christ. benefits to your society because Jesus. they bring life and energy. That's what I was going for. Now, my boss at the time was Maury Hurley, who is a major Irishman and relieves the St. Patrick's Day Parade. When I was describing it to him what I wanted to do, I was trying to come up with an analogy, and I said it was like a little village of Irish Irish tinkerers. And he loved it so much, <gasps> he, made me, he made me make what? them Irish tinkerers. What? I said, okay, and that's how it came about. What? She actually no. said, 
Okay, here's serious? how I'm gonna analyze this. Was he um had has he had he been to Ireland before this Irishman? Or was he American? Maury Hurley. Sorry. Uh, I mean Maury Hurley sounds like a pretty Irish name, but yeah, but you could be Irish or you could be Irish. The name, but yeah. Maury Hurley just, we need is to analyze Boston Irish. We need we need to get to the bottom of this. He's Boston Irish. He's was what? Boston Irish. Okay, okay. Okay, so this could be one of those scenarios where a person's like originally from the place and they have I don't know, I'm trying to put logic to this, because why would you want your culture represented like this? This is this is unbelievable. Be that way. Well, if you want a worse statement. Snodgrass admitted that rewrites and budget restrictions resulted in the additional intended commentary being lost. Yeah, okay. So this is now it's um, making some right. sense. Yeah, but they're still caricatures. That's not... Tinker is not, not a good why word. They, oh, that is not a good word. That is not a good word. <laughs> I cannot believe that that was the word she used. Actually, you know what? It still doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm angry again. Like, yeah, no, back to being angry, sure. Budget cuts didn't prevent you from changing what you create. Like, it's everything wrong. Everything is wrong with it. So yeah. it's not just the budget cuts. I, I, yeah. I, if it was just the costuming, then maybe we could say, oh, budget cuts, they can't really change that. It was all bad. <laughs> yes. Do you know what? If they were just normal uh, Americans, if they were American, just no, a normal, regular human colony who happen to spin their own clothes and have livestock there would be no problem that would be fine they'd have you know they'd be just some kind of weird they were like ranches or something wild west just norm just humans why do they have to be irish why do they have to be any cultural group why couldn't they just be humans from earth even even (laughs) to the end the sort of joke is that they're unsophisticated or like unintelligent it's quite horrible yeah I mean, if you want just like a special level of what how bad this could have been, the draft title for the episode was "Send in the Clones." The title oh, was only yeah. changed after they printed the scripts. Oh, <laughs> took them that long to be like, "This is a bad to so go for up the long ladder down down the short rope," which is a much sort of better reference. But um, TNG is more disastrous than TOS. Honestly, what is going <laughs> on here? Yeah, TNG knew what they were doing. And they still yeah. did it. It's like TOS is stumbling around in the dark, walking into bad things. So TNG is sort of driving straight at them. <laughs> yeah. It's um. So this this episode was criticised at the time by Irish Americans for its overly stereotyped view of their culture, which is you know sometimes we do bad episodes and apparently nobody noticed it was bad at the time. So I'm glad that at the time everyone went, "What the fuck was that?" Mm-hmm. Rondi Moore called it embarrassing in 1997. Yeah, and in like 2012, called it terrible, beyond terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Which uh, good on you, Ron. You know, you allowed one good take a week, I guess. (laughs) But the you know what the director said? You know, Rick Cold said. Just gonna finish this with the last piece of trivia. He said of this, it was a lot of fun to do. I didn't have to sit there and tell people to pull it back. I wanted a contrast between our guys, who are a little bit uptight and buttoned down, and the Irish in that episode, who were going bananas. Oh, Jesus Christ. The final defense of a coward. We were all having fun. Oh, what? No you were having fun. <laughs> I have nothing to say. I am so it's cross. Just... I'm so cross. It's such a chaotic disaster. It's quite remarkable. It's, it's almost... Yeah. 
It was shocking. Absolutely bad. Yeah. <laughs> the longer you think about it, the worse it gets. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's just, well, let's just wipe everything from our memory except the Wharf and Pulaski sex. I was about to say, but surely we should decide whether we're quitting first. But that's a, that, that's made my decision for me. <laughs> I I honestly had had so many technical troubles. I will hopefully be edited out that I had forgotten of that terrible, terrible oh. fact that you put in at the beginning there, and now it's back in my mind. Yeah. Immovable. It happened. Definitely happened. <laughs> I'm quitting. That's all yes. I need to say. Olivia. Imagine the fanfic. <laughs> you seem very pained. I feel some. I can see the pain in your eyes, screen, um, the disappointment in your face. The Irish I've... flag in your background has fallen. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what about you guys? I... Do you want to go first, Linda? Um, I I totally quit. I'm out of here. <laughs> Done. Just. <sighs> And yes, yeah, so I, I, I have to quit as well. There was nothing here that was salvageable. I didn't find it interesting or insightful. Any message they were going for was lost. I, even when the attempted sort of message they were giving, I just, I didn't see it. It, it almost felt like the opposite. It, God. Why does this have to exist? That's just, yeah. This is why like, people, people often say, how can um, Trekkies be conservative? <laughs> It's episodes like this. <laughs> you think it's yeah. progressive and it's just a goddamn mistake. Yeah. It yeah. is a mistake, but what kind of cursed mistake is it, Olivia? How many nipples is it cursed? <laughs> you can't even see pain in my face. Um, yeah. You know, I almost feel better giving this a treatment rating because it's like unprecedented. So just to clarify for the listeners and Linda, the triplet scale is... One triplet is thankfully uncursed, and ten triplets is so cursed it should not have been on a screen. I'm eight. going. To, you're going to get eight, <laughs> just <laughs> straight off the bat. I've never heard you be this enthusiastic for triplets ever. Yeah, something about the cursedness of these, you know, two two things is just matching. There's a synergy there, and I will give them. I'll give it an eight. Eight. I'm going to give it seven and a half. Oh, a half nip. A half nip. They're not quite come through the skin already. Why do you always have to do half nips? Why do I have to have that imagery in my mind of a severed nip? It's not severed. It doesn't come through the skin properly. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. It has to be nine. Nine. The, the only one that I left on there was for the... <laughs> the this team. is the most cursed ship I've ever heard of. Like, I've never... Like, even in the deepest, darkest reaches of uh, Stan Twitter, I haven't seen those two paired in any form. Yeah, yeah. I, I was watching, like, I watched it yesterday. I haven't seen it for a couple of years. And I watched it yesterday, and I, I totally, totally had sex in sick bay right there. <laughs> I'm getting dad. more upset because, like, I feel like it actually does make sense. It totally Not, does. No, because, because like... It's just like it feels like it matches what happened with Riker and the other woman. Like it was showering, like yeah. so like it kind of works. I yeah, just... exactly. And it's two cultures coming together. Oh my gosh, no. 
I want to up my triplet rating because of this. 9.5. Yeah, we're going to 9.5. I'm going up to 9.5 as well. So that's... Let me do the oh. numbers again. Let me do the numbers again. <laughs> 9.3 triplets. The highest triplet rating so far. Ooh. Well we go. done, everyone. We did it. Yeah. We made it through up the long ladder with 9.3 triplets. You did good. This is a service to the track community, you know. Yeah, yeah. We hope you're happy. <laughs> so um, that was such contempt. <laughs> well, while I recover for a second, is there anything you'd like to plug now, Linda? Um, yeah, check out my Etsy store, I suppose. Etsy, hen and a hat. Etsy slash hen and a hat. Or my YouTube channel, same. Uh, that's all I really do yes. <laughs> oh oh nerd escape podcast escape underscore nerd on excellent. excellent excellent and um if you want to send us your um wolf pulaski slash fix on as3 you can find us at quit star trek pod or you can email them directly to us at i quit star trek at gmail.com <laughs> i don't think i don't know if we'll read them but we'll certainly file them away totally reading them if you if you do email us one, Any we will arrange a live reading. Yes, live reading, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, just I'm glad we've done this. I'm glad this episode has been done so I can process it. It was a bad one. Thank you so much for coming on, Linda. It's been I, the word pleasure was about to come out of my mouth, but I don't think this episode deserves that it's sort of so positive. Any positivity. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> thank it's, you so much for having it's me it's been anyway. fun thank yeah. you so much so, so fun <laughs> but for now I've been John I've been Olivia I've been Linda and we'll catch you all next time mm.